Hello and welcome to GradCast, the official radio show and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. I'm your host, Brittany Melton. And I'm your co-host, Sharon Mander. And today we have with us, on her final interview with us, Dr. Pause for, pause for applause. Dr. Laura Nuno-Spayana. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. Laura? Two years and you can still pronounce my last name. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm glad Brittany's doing because I had no idea how to pronounce it. <laughs> and here we are again. Still can't pronounce it. <laughs> Laura, thank you for being here. Dr. Laura. Thanks, guys. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, oh, this is It's a sentimental moment to have my true co-host leaving <laughs> and have her here as a, as a as a guest one last time yeah and laura pulled me out of retirement she's like you have to come do an episode before you leave. the only real member in the room yeah. <laughs> my last interview had to be with you guys so yeah you so just for context for anyone listening at home the only official grad cast member in this studio right now is me Brittany. and everybody else has formally retired from grad cast yeah. so it's just me then Okay, so I have a jarring question I want to start off, I want us to start off with. So it's if you had to completely ditch your top 3 career options, what career would you choose then? So after your top 3 careers, what is fo- basically fourth place? Does it have to make money? Um well, I mean, I think it's careers Yes, that's okay. the intention of a career. And I think that this is probably particularly relevant given that Laura is officially on the market as a mm-hmm. as a someone looking for a job i mean probably graphic designer for me wow okay it's fun a lot it's of time fun. wasting <laughs> you get to make pretty pictures i would like to be an artist too but i don't know if that's like maybe in my top three i feel like i will be something with writing mm. even though i'm so bad at it but i enjoy it mm-hmm. and then i also like art so i don't know it's hard i think that if and I hate that I am basically the equivalent of a 10-year-old iPad child. And if I could have a job that was fully removed from academia, which would probably make up the top three jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Professor, lecturer, or researcher, then the fourth top job is probably something akin to like book talker, where I could be an influencer that gets to read as my job and oh gets sent God. copies of books that haven't been released yet. That sounds like the peak job for me. But this is a job that you can totally have right now <laughs> and you're already kind of an influencer well it's just like in a small range you're, sure. you're not trying to grow yeah, yeah, yeah. but if you want to mm, mm. you have potential mm-hmm. tiktok <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna start i'm starting now just read lines from books on tiktok <laughs> <laughs> next time you hear from me i'll be a tiktoker oh my gosh okay well i mean let's hope we get our top three choices mm-hmm. and if not I can't wait to see what creative things we all create. It's funny (laughs) that we all want creative jobs. (laughs) And here we are in the system. Uh, And with that, Laura, let's get serious. (laughs) Tell us about your tell us about your dissertation. What was the kind of research that you were you were doing in your dissertation? Yeah. So my thesis was about evolution of viruses. But in particular, I was doing bioinformatics for virus evolution. So I basically was trying to evaluate how certain type of genes in viruses evolve over time by simulating in a computer how sequences change. This is big brain stuff. Yeah, I've already, like, I don't even know what a bioinformatician is. That is a very good question. I wish I knew. (laughs) (laughs) No, a bioinformatician, like, (laughs) it's uh, people who use computers in order to uh, answer questions related to biology. 
so okay. computers can be used for simulate any type of things right like how the moon orbits earth or how i don't know how the earth was a thousand years ago in the antarctica <laughs> but we use it to simulate how or to evaluate how uh, life changes over time that, like a pandemic for example needs a lot of bioinformaticians because you want to see where uh, viruses uh, how they're spreading how they are changing over time which populations are more susceptible to it and all that information you can analyze by using computer tools and were you were you looking at a specific virus or or just looking in general at trying to be able to map them yeah so this wasn't a specific virus this is just something that happens in many viruses mm -hmm. so this is for this is kind of basic science about viruses, so mm -hmm. no, no, no any virus in particular, but I did look at a virus called hepatitis B virus, hmm. which, yeah, but in general, my question was in general about viruses. Interesting. So from my knowledge, most science people I know work in labs. Like, would you work in a lab mostly? Do you work with other people or do you just like sit at home with like some crazy PC? That is a fair things? question. <laughs> that sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's running so many programs. <laughs> yeah, so I am part of a lab, but uh, how you will imagine a scientist working on a lab, you imagine they have a coat, they yeah. have like gloves, and then, uh, uh, I don't know. Cardinals. and they s Exactly. It's a very different type of lab that I'm part of. So my lab looks like basically an office. It's a mm -hmm. bunch of people, and there are computers. <laughs> That's all we do. She is a woman in STEM. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did most of my PhD I will say from home because the pandemic hit and I could keep working from home because I only needed a lab so I could access resources from my ho from home to university so right. that's how our lab looks it, it is a lab but it's not a lab that you will expect mm. <laughs> and then so give us just kind of like an outline what does what does your degree look like because I'm sure at one point you had to do some sort of coursework and then uh, for Sharon and I, we have to do some sort of exam process and then a proposal. And then we write an exam or uh, write a dissertation, mm -hmm. we submit it, and we're done. And so for you, there's obviously a lot of tests being run. I assume that's pretty – are you working for a PI who's doing that work? And then you are one of the people in the lab doing that work? Or is this your research that you kind of have to self-motivate and then do by yourself? How does that work? Yeah, no. So I apply for a PhD with knowing who's – I want my supervisor to be in this case it was Art Poon and he already has some projects that he's working on so what I do is I uh, apply particularly to his lab and then in the first year I do have to take some courses and during the entire PhD I had to take a seminar where I'll present what I'm going through with my project so we do have like a candidacy exam at the first year mm -hmm. then we just do our research and we uh, Thesis defense. Thesis defense. Uh, <laughs> so when you came to this PhD, did you know I wanted to work on over overlapping genomes? Overlapping reading frames, yeah. So yeah, reading frames. Sorry. That is fair. <laughs> I'm not expecting you to remember <laughs> the name. So I, I knew, no. Uh, so I was from Colombia. I was mm -hmm. looking for a PhD. Uh, and I knew I w had already worked in viruses before. Mm -hmm. And I kind of knew a little bit about bioinformatics, but I was a strong at it. But I was way better with computers than I was with wet lab stuff. So like uh, the things that in a regular uh, lab that you imagine, 
I am very bad at those because you have to be very careful. You have to be very systematic. You cannot move like very clumsily because you will like you will spend so many reactives and money. And I'm like, I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm not uh, careful enough. So I went to Dubai informatics. So I, I started looking for PIs that I thought were doing interesting research and I discover art and I'm like this is very cool what he's doing is very interesting to me but I didn't know specifically which projects he had I knew he worked with viruses and bioinformatics so when I came here he showed he showed me the different research that he had and I had to choose and I chose the most theoretical and useless one <laughs> because that's what I do because he also had some things that are like very applicable mm -hmm. for clustering so how are actually HIV for example spreading which communities are in higher risk than others so, so things that are like very applicable to real life but I like theoretical research so I went to the dark side <laughs> okay. just for clarification PI is that a principal investigator principal investigator okay because yeah. like I feel like on our sides we don't really have PIs. We have supervisors, yeah. but 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 science is a little different because mm. science, I think, you tend to have to go in knowing your supervisor, and typically you get accepted not just to a program, you get accepted to a supervisor or yeah. your your PI. Yeah, also a program, right? But yeah, yeah but you need to be sponsored by. This someone. is the you need big to fall difference. Into With mm -hmm. us, we come in often. Like I had an advisor for mm -hmm. a year of someone who I thought I wanted to work with. They kind of oversaw that I was doing coursework, really didn't have to do a whole lot. And then in my second year, I chose a supervisor. But it was the, completely unrelated to their work. Like me and my supervisor don't do the same thing. And it yeah. didn't matter. Yeah, because for us, we need... Uh, so research is is very expensive, right? Yeah. So it's not like you come with an idea and they're like, yes, just do it. No, you have to have the resources in order to have the reactives mm -hmm. to perform your experiments. And even though mine are computational experiments, they do require certain infrastructure, yeah, of course. certain data. Programming so and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I did need, like, you usually fall into someone who's doing something that is interesting to you right. but you don't come up with the idea entirely yourself they mm -hmm. kind of guide you through it and it can evolve luckily for me my pi he's like very supportive and if i came up with new ideas he will be happy that i will explore them mm -hmm. but for so many people are they can't it's like we don't have the money for that so you have to stick to the plan i mean that i think probably uh, as a means of training researchers that probably is helpful to have that time where you're guided by someone who is now the professional in it and then when you're done you are then the professional that can go on and do your own studies it makes a lot of sense in that structure to be given the space and say go off and do your own thing it's a lot of pressure to do it right too uh in in degrees that you come in with your idea and mm -hmm. you just say go do it <laughs> yeah, yeah that's very scary because in my degree when we apply we have a project in mind and a supervisor in mind and we reach out to that supervisor and we're like, hey, this is my project. And they're like, yeah, I would love to work on that. And then you kind of just do your own thing almost. <laughs> but so it's like, yeah, it'd be nice to have like, well, we get guided too, I guess, in ours. Yeah, yeah but, a little different yeah. though. You're definitely talking to, if anyone was going to not judge you for being a theoretical uh, scientist, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be two people who are studying things <laughs> theoretically. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. that's us. Yeah. Yay. Um, okay, I want to do another giant question. Bing, 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 bing. Uh, who wants to go first, actually? I'll uh, go first. Okay, okay. okay. It's what types of clothing do you no longer wear? 
Oh. Oh. Um, so I've like listeners already know because I've asked, actually answered this one, but I'll say uh-huh. it again in case you haven't seen the episode. Uh, I don't tend to wear a lot of dress shirts anymore. I used Sharon to... <laughs> is a cartoon character. He actually only has two outfits. Laura and I can confirm. Um, uh, not anymore. I actually saw him wearing. Outfits. Yeah, I've only seen via photos, so I still believe it. Like he only wears two outfits. Yeah. So these summer days, Sharon, winter Sharon. Yeah, I have my black t-shirts and jeans, and then my jeans and purple hoodie. But like before, I used to wear a lot of dress shirts. In fact, most most people who have known me for a while will say it's weird that people think I never wore dress shirts. I was telling them about this. I'm sure it is, but yeah. it seems like you, like some people hyper fixate on food or <laughs> hobbies, you hyper fixate on the one piece of clothing you wanna wear, <laughs> like a cartoon character. <laughs> you open your closet and it's just 80 different black t-shirts hung in a line, and then like three or four uh, purple sweatshirts. It's perfect, yeah. jeans hung I do on. have a lot of black t-shirts. I bought a whole pack of them. I can't, I'm, Laura, what about you? I feel like I wear a- anything. But just like not uncomfortable things that are too tight, I hate. So I use usually like loose clothing, and I just want to be comfortable. So no, I wouldn't wear like other than sneakers. Mm. No, <laughs> I need to like be. But other than that, I'm even for like conferences, I used to have like my conference shoes, and I'm like, no, <laughs> my conference <laughs> shoes now are sneakers. <laughs> Mine too. Um, I think I. The only thing I don't wear anymore is I think I traditionally as a as a person think it's fun to be the funny costume person or like funny dressed person. Um, But then like a decade goes by and I have to look at those photos (laughs) and I'm dressed in like like photos that come up, say, at my birthday last year where there are photos of me with my teeth blacked out and uh, like just dressed like. I don't know. I like a silly, and I look at have to look at these photos, and they get brought up in the most like the worst times. So it's at like family reunions, and <laughs> you know, oh, Britney's turning whatever twenty. Last year was twenty eight. Uh, let's show these photos of Britney in like the worst dress ever. And so now I'm trying to be better with with all of these bachelorette parties and mm. things like that. Um, not trying to be the funniest person in the room, and just being okay with being like medium funny no, and, and not like you're mm. very stylish like since i met you i'm like this girl knows how to wear like see but yeah. then these are the Always. photos that get brought up and so now i met you and a, a couple months later or something it was pandemic yeah and even though we were recording on online i thought this is good dress code for you can online. See, you can see like <laughs> clavicle up she has no exactly. idea what i look like below the below the the camera yeah. Well, so I cannot relate to the silly breed. <laughs> yeah, this is a, it, it's certainly something that still exists. It's just something that I'm I'm I less suppressing. <laughs> I'm suppressing. I, I am. mean, the other day at the let grad it club. free. I want <laughs> to see it too. <laughs> uh, the other day at the grad club, I liked your outfit too. Thank you. Like it was so Thank good. <laughs> I can't remember what I had on, but I do remember. Actually, yes, I do. I actually <laughs> remember what I had on. Thank you. Yeah. No. Um. Well, it's not a daily uh, thing. I don't wear anymore. It's a over. It's a. I, uh, like an event thing I won't wear anymore. But okay. you're the mm-hmm. type of person that I will ask if I need advice mm-hmm. on what to wear. I'm like, I'll ask Brit. She'll and know. I'd say, go to H&M. <laughs> <laughs> You'll say, don't go to Charan. <laughs> I'd say, well, if you want a advice on the best black t-shirts, I bet Sharon would have the advice for you. <laughs> and that's on Sharon's clothing advice. <laughs> it's practical. All right. 
Okay, back to regular scheduled questions. Laura, you've been in the academia game for quite a while now, specifically your PhD. And we have coming up, I think in the next week or so, a new whole collection of first year grad students, first year PhD, first year MA students. And I personally find it really entertaining and, and helpful to hear what kind of advice you would give just generally, I guess, to an incoming grad student and also potentially more specifically those coming into your program. But you now being the successful example, you finished, you're done. Okay, so first of all, let's define success because that's hard. Like for me, it's uh, finishing. That's it. But completing your PhD is a scary time. So you Mm -hmm. will imagine, okay, I finish and then I'm going to be free and I'm going to be able to have fun and sleep. And and then you're stressed because now life begins. You need to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. You Mm -hmm. do have a doctorate. So like people are expecting you to be smart. You still don't feel smart Mm -hmm. at all. So everything's kind of weird. So my advice is, If you're coming to a PhD in particular, because that's my experience, I feel like master's, okay, it's like two years commitment. Maybe one. Yeah. But if you're coming to a PhD, it's a long-term commitment. Yeah. Uh, They won't pay you. Like, you you will be a student, right? Like, you're probably going to be living with uh, other people. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to be careful with your finances. And all these, uh, while you're very stressed, about trying to understand a complex issue Mm -hmm. that you want to solve, performing experiments, uh, trying to do equations, whatever your field is, right? But it's a long-term commitment. It's like at least five years or four years minimum um, with a lot of pressure also Mm -hmm. because it is a very competitive uh, environment. Academia is wildly competitive. So you have to uh, try to get awards, try to get uh, yeah. you know scholarships you need to publish you need to uh, present your progress and people will always be critical because ha- that's like how we develop this is in order to create uh, critical thinkers we are always criticizing <laughs> students and at yeah. some point you feel like I don't do anything good <laughs> like everything that <laughs> yeah. they have to inform me is criticism sometimes which is fair but it's also draining so my advice is Think about it twice. Be sure that if you're going to get into it, you're passionate about it, you enjoy it, you think this is, you're doing this other than for just burning time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because this is a very scary way of burning your time. You're going to be very tired at the end. So make sure this is something that you care about, that it worth worth the effort. And then uh, enjoy. Like uh, for me, when I was uh, writing the acknowledgments of my thesis, I was thinking about all the things that contributed for me to actually this be to be a successful experience. And I think it's because I'm like, this cannot be only science. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that I I did grad class. So I wanted to meet people from other departments. And I'm like, I'm grateful that I can uh, have people around that are more than just colleagues. They're like people that you can enjoy life. You can laugh, you can- Your support system. Exactly, (laughs) you can remember that life needs to be fun and you have to be curious. And you know, like people that triggers your curiosity that you can spend time. that also you can be open with Mm -hmm. because it can be isolating. Maybe if you show your weak or whatever, people will laugh. I don't know what people are afraid of. I'm never afraid of showing weakness because I'm like, this is who I am, (laughs) you deal with it. But uh, so like, yeah, try to make uh, other things other than your research, Mm -hmm. find your space, find friends, use that time to collaborate, to go to conferences, to enjoy life. 
because it's it it, it has to be co- complemented by other stuff. So yeah. 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 Laura's acknowledgments when she, during her public lecture was super nice. She had like <laughs> pictures of all her friends and family. And like during the thing, I'm like, Laura's actually gonna cry. (laughs) I was about to cry, but like (laughs) it's true. I told him. I think that's science or or research in general. It's a cooperative effort. Like I wouldn't be here without so many people. Laura's gonna start to cry again. (laughs) No, but but it's true. Like you, you, it it feels like oh, specifically because it's so stressful too, right? It's almost like um, Mm -hmm. the the level of stress, specifically Laura, ending this degree, right? Like closing this chapter. It's, it's two different sets of stress, closing and then starting new. Mm. These are two big stress things. And uh, kind of dealing with that and reflecting on how you ended up at that point, like where you, mm-hmm. because I'm sure, I think most people, I'm going to out myself there, if, if it's not most people, have these moments where you're like, what in the hell am I doing here? <laughs> like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. I age a day. Like, I age <laughs> so much quicker in this degree. And so yeah. then getting to this point of, graduating and being like holy crap i'm done i did this and also there are many people who's like i'm on this alone or Mm -hmm. everything that i did is because i did it my own myself and it's like if you're doing it that way you're doing it the wrong way yeah because it's too big of a burden to not share it and it doesn't mean that you're a burden on others Mm -hmm. it's just like you share but they share too and at the end that like that is distributed so for example talking to your pi when you're feeling like badly or yeah. stuck that's key they will give you advice talking to other people who already graduated that and ask them about the future you know like all those things are so important and people don't acknowledge that that's what makes you successful mm-hmm. is the people that also were around you even though they were not doing your experiments or writing your grants yeah they were contributing in other ways so i think that's also also important yeah so you did gradcast what else did you do that apart from your phd to help you out yeah. So it's sports. Okay, what sports? <laughs> Underwater hockey. Laura <laughs> right. so, is sport Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> so I played a lot of sports, and I feel like that kept me sane. Like Brit and I will swim every yeah. Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will find time to, you know, go to the gym, uh, run, s- climb. Like I had friends from my faculty that I climb with, and at the end, that that that's good. Mm-hmm. Your your brain is ab- in a better place after you suffer uh, after your body <laughs> suffers a little bit. <laughs> your body suffers, your brain rests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And okay. you can just specifically with swimming laps, you're kind of the brain can wander and so you can think through problems whether it's just like how do I fit all of these tasks in a day or is it like this research question makes no sense. Like it can be practical and it can be theoretical while you're swimming and just kind of not trying not to drown so it's yeah this uh uh pushing your body while letting your mind kind of actually take a break exactly because that's the other thing about being in grad school is that you're always or like often thinking about it yeah it's really hard to stop since you cannot rest sometimes the only rest that you have is when you your brain cannot go to these ideas because you're focused on surviving or (laughs) you can't because if you're running or you're swimming there's no there's nothing near you like there's not a phone nearby that Mm -hmm. i can like write things down yes it's 
it's done. I have to just disconnect. I can well, s- talk to you. Or there's no sometimes. email coming in that you have to be like, oh, yep, I have to read nope. this. Email. Nothing. There's <laughs> no way to dis like to force you to connect. Yeah. Or if you're climbing, you're like, oh shit, I'm gonna fall. When you're about to die, you're not worried about your research <laughs> like priorities. <laughs> Life still comes number one. Exactly. To research. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. I mean, even coming into third year, it's good advice to kind of reflect and be like, okay. How at this point can I make sure that I'm interacting with others? Mm-hmm. I told you, Aran, like you guys are taking it hard, and I'm like, I need you to make sure that you're doing sports, yeah, because you otherwise you won't be able to, you know, sustain yourself, yeah. and it's going to be the end of the semester, and you're going to be so dark mm-hmm. and such in a bad mood that it won't be good for you or anyone that you love. I mean, so that's you the better end of this month running. for me. <laughs> the end of this month. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now I have my scooter, so it's okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really doing any sports, but it I is mean, my it's, scooter. It's fun. Yeah. It's like, but then with like, like motocross and stuff is sports. So I guess that you can say a scooter is like a sport. I could say my gaming. I play Zelda. <laughs> e- esports is a thing too. Yeah. <laughs> Do I think it's really taking in the same way that esports is? Maybe not. <laughs> Probably not. Sometimes I break a sweat. No, but think about your body. It's full of cells. They need help. And you help yourselves, but eating healthy and doing sports, which is so dumb. Like, this is basic survival Ooh. skills. Grad school, grad, grad school students, they don't have the basic survival skills. Mm-hmm. They eat badly. They don't go out. <laughs> they don't interact with others in a healthy manner. So it's like, you have to go back. Remember to be a human first. Yeah. Then your research. <laughs> Reddit's rule number one, remember the human. <laughs> but instead it's remember you are a human. Yeah. You, you need water, food, and exercise. Mm-hmm. Wow. What crushing advice. <laughs> Jeez. You better do sports. If Are you, you going to sign up to do a sport now? No, I already swim. Oh, Sometimes true. It's been a while, actually, since I've been in the pool. Laura was away for what feels like months. <laughs> I was away for almost all of August, all of, what, half of June, half of July, mm-hmm. half of May. But my month, my summer is gone. So I haven't been in the pool since, I think, May I went once. So... Uh, but I do walk every morning. It's nice. not a sport. It is. No, it is totally nice. It's can. rest. Yeah, it's like uh, gets the brain moving. Things like that. That's gets what the I mean. It doesn't falling. need to be like like you're running the heck out of yourself. Like yeah. walking mm-hmm. counts. Yeah. Any moving your body counts. The most natural human activity. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just like after like. I'm done for the day. Sometimes I'll just walk home. There no music, no nothing. I'll just walk. Well, now that's crazy. If I'm by myself, I'm going to listen to music. I'm not going to let myself sit with my thoughts. That's also something I don't understand. He also runs without music. No. And I'm like, you are a monster. <laughs> this is freak Rude. behavior. It's not like my run is very long. So we, it's like I've even tried to find matter. ways to have headphones in the pool. Yes. Like there's, I don't want to be alone with my exactly. thoughts. I'm exactly the same. It's like I'm waiting for the bus. I'm, I'm putting on music. I cannot be just like me, mm-hmm. myself, alone. What? What's that? And that's how I end up on TikTok. I guess like when I'm running, I don't really think about anything else because I'm so tired from running. Mm. So it's just like... But I'm like, thinking about all being I'm tired. Thinking about, all I'm thinking about is like I have a goal today and I have to make it to that post, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, also I'm worried about if I listen to music that I won't hear my surroundings. 
So if like somebody's coming up from behind me or something like that, I will not notice. Right. You need not noise canceling headphones. Yeah. I mean, at the end, whatever works for you. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Whatever your process. Is. As long as you're moving, I'm happy. Sure. <laughs> Laura is the basically the Michelle Obama, but for Western. Yeah. As long as you're moving, get moving, America. It's get moving, no. Western. <laughs> as long as that's happening, it's fine. All right. Uh, I want to do another jarring question. Okay. okay go ahead. All right. Wait, bing, 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 jarring question. Yeah. What animal best represents you and why? I have one for Laura. Can I say Laura's? Laura I think Laura and I are going to say the same one, but an otter. Yes. Yeah. Laura's is an otter, and it's not just because that's the only emoji she uses. She literally uses it for everything. But it's because <laughs> so it, it conveys that Laura's in the text. Laura <laughs> says, Laura has entered the text, and it's an otter. Yeah. But Laura, why are you an otter? I don't know. I think they're like... Uh, they l- are very good swimmers. They're yeah. very interested. They have pockets. Yeah. Otters have pockets. And so does Laura. <laughs> and Most I of the do time. have Laura pockets. Laura just loves that they have pockets. Yes. I told this to my mom. I think that they do uh, a women clothing without pockets, yeah. and that should be legal. Yeah, like, I you agree. need a place to put <laughs> this things. This is serious. This is, like, just basic. Um. And uh, they have pockets. They sleep uh, while they're in the river. I think this is why Laura Laura is an otter because otters are always happy (laughs) and they like to play with friends (laughs) and they like to play in the water even if they're by themselves and they almost I know that for some people otters are probably like the geese of of London but like otters are to me an otherworldly creature and so is Laura (laughs) I'm like look at her where like how did how did she become this person (laughs) just like an otter and they're just always happy no, so. but uh, actually, I think that I was very stressed like two months ago. Mm-hmm. And Juan Joe, he was telling me, you are so different right now. Like, I'm so happy you were over your thesis because I feel like talking to you now is completely different. Like, I was very unhappy <laughs> for two months. It was nice, but I was very, very stressed. So, yeah. What about you guys? What's your annual? Well, I never had an animal until the other day where Laura came up with two animals that I had. <laughs> yes, okay. First, apparently, I what it is, I'm a raccoon yes. because what I'm a I'm a liar, but also <laughs> I am cute but bad on the inside. Yes. is what she said. Uh huh. Cute, cute on the outside. Wait, I actually have one for you too. Okay. What is it? You are this animal. I actually had to look it up. I wasn't sure what it was. I thought it was some sort of gopher. It's not. But look at it. It's a quokka. A quokka. That's from Australia. Yeah. Yeah. But this is also Shuan. Because they're they're always always smiling. They always smile. Look at this. But also maybe bad in the inside. (laughs) They're amazing. And this is because although Shuan's always smiling, he comes up and he'll say, do you want to know what makes me so mad? And then it's just like the most random thing. And it'll be while smiling. And there are things that make other people happy that make Sharon mad. Exactly. And like the still smiling. Says. Still smiling while I've saying I've never it. said something like that. I just know what they're talking about, listeners, is mainly sunsets. Where it's like, I dislike sunsets. I'm not saying that they're bad. I just think... Big Sun has everyone fooled into thinking sunsets are a good thing. <laughs> and Laura and I think he's absolutely. It's not true. You rant about the sunset all the time. <laughs> I think we we opened the can of worms by 
indulging him and letting him speak about it and now every time it comes up it comes back to this but I do feel like this is something that to me is like this thing of I'm smiling but on the inside I'm burning with anger about sunset and it's not like evil things well they're not like you're not har- trying to harm other people but your your hatred for things that are universally liked exactly <laughs> it's like crazy. love novels I don't know like th- yeah. literature literature that everyone likes is like I hate it <laughs> and I'm like Jan let people enjoy life <laughs> yeah just let just let the girlies be basic for once jeez I'm not saying you can't I'm just I saying loved, you're wrong I love <laughs> I love sunsets sunsets and romance novels number one two things in my life Sharon said yuck <laughs> not for me okay what's yours um, in this group of people, because I will describe myself as an otter in different groups of people. I, I agree. However, I don't consider myself um to be a universally happy person. I would consider myself more of a universally sassy person. Um, so I actually don't know what that animal is. Maybe a cat. Um, but I need more attention than most cats do. Uh, like yeah. I need, I need. And I know so many cats with so many different personalities mm-hmm. that it will be hard for me to place you with. Yeah. Um, I don't know. How about we leave it up to this? If anyone can think of an animal that I am where it is very sassy, requires attention. Um, Has a lot of, of style and makes sure. everyone laugh constantly, However, even though they are stressed and But tired. also <laughs> not necessarily for everyone. Not everyone gets along with me <laughs> most some people, people I like, don't i feel like most people do well there it's i think that i'm a, a an acquired taste most people <laughs> get along with me and then there's the odd person who's like that girl is so fucking annoying <laughs> so if you can think of an animal like that let me know yeah. <laughs> what we are like tweet at <laughs> yeah, tweet at gradcast radio <laughs> respond at the instagram <laughs> at gradcast radio and I'll be looking yeah. at Gradcast. I'll be Radio. looking too. But I, 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 I also think you're an otter. Yeah. So I would agree. Me and Laura splish splashing exactly. around. Classic <laughs> us. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Back to the serious stuff. Laura? So you're wrapping up and you're looking for jobs. Do you have like a career that you're that you're hoping for? What you you told us about your grow up file. Yeah. yeah, which maybe you'll have to explain. But yeah, because no one file. will know what a grow up file is. I think anyone who's rearing the end of this will know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I just, your grow grow up file. <laughs> but yeah, like I close my thesis and I I submit it. I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. Next thing on the list, find a job. <gasps> so I started looking for jobs and like putting together what I'm supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need a, a folder for this information. How am I going to call it? And I call it grow up <laughs> because it's time to grow up, I guess. So yeah, scared. I like. I feel like future is kind of scary. It's hard to decide. It feels like uh, I should have clear in my mind mm-hmm. what I want to do with my life, and it's very weird because uh, any path that you choose, you're going to sacrifice some things, right? So sure. you can maybe go into academia where it's a lot of. I think it's very interesting to me because I I am something who has who's really passionate about science and I also always like to be stimulated and learning new things. But it's also a very time time consuming career. Yeah. And I really love free time, and doing <laughs> sports and reading my 
dumb novels. <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> but uh, so I, I need like I, I like the free time, but I also don't like to be bored and I love science. So it's kind of weird to know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm just go- I feel like I, I'm going to explore, which yeah. is weird because it feels like with after the PhD, you already are an adult. It's, this is not yeah. the time to experiment anymore. Now you have a path and it's like not for me. I think I'm going to try different stuff. I'm going to see where I feel most comfortable. Mm-hmm. I definitely know at least I feel like the, my PhD was a process of uh, learning a lot about myself. Like what do I like? Where I feel comfortable? Which kind of people I like working on yeah. work with? Uh, I, I think that an environment is key for me to be like to to enjoy something Mm -hmm. so even if the job is boring but the people around me is cool i will have fun probably yeah so we'll see i think on that uh probably a big difference with uh maybe people who exist outside of academia like get their undergrad or their master's Mm -hmm. or whatever and they get out uh is that all of these things, these three degrees, the undergrad, the MA, and then the PhD, all have these set time frames that you'll be doing them for. And so you get to experiment in that specific thing for that length of time, where a lot of people, if they've left from their undergrad, they're in their early 20s and they do that experimenting then. And and we're stuck doing these these set time frames of things you have to do before you can even start to experiment. Mm. And so, and then potentially when you get out, there's this push, and I think it's maybe generational, but a push to have a job that is something you want to be forever, right? And it's not only like wanting to do that job, but like, are, are, are you even qualified enough? I know. So, for yeah. example, just getting a position in academia, in, a, in academia, how you call it? Academia. Academia is insanely competitive. It like is. The, there are just a few. You have to have a lot of papers. You have to show that you're uh, like a very, very strong candidate. Yeah. And that's already hard because most of us graduate with like a big imposter syndrome. We don't think we're enough. And even if you think you're enough, you compare your CV mm-hmm. with people who has published in Nature, you know, like big journals and they have their big names or whatever. And you're like, there's no way they're going to hire me, right? So I haven't even started, but I already feel like I, w- I won't be enough right you know so it's very weird but uh, the only thing i can do is try my dad is always like leave one day at the time yeah believe a little bit in luck <laughs> i don't know like sometimes luck counts and i've been lucky so far so i'm just gonna try and see keep moving i That's mean all, a happy-go-lucky attitude i think is the best way to go mm-hmm. for it yeah. just what like you can just not get a job but there'll always be positions that will open up it's not like if there's there's only one job yeah there are not a lot of positions but the positions are always going to come along and eventually you'll be the right person for that position Mm -hmm. hopefully Um, well i I wanted to ask you did you take a break because you just said you just immediately jumped into my girl girl up file yeah I, I, I took like a day. I came here and I okay. saw you. <laughs> one day, one day. <laughs> but I wow. was I was in Australia for a competition for, for like a month. So it was strange. I, I hadn't like do my exam. So I was not really resting, but I felt like I was. So now I feel guilty about taking a break. I don't know. It's a strange situation. But yeah, it's also hard. You, you take a break, but you, you're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, how much you can actually take a break if you need the money. So I don't know. I, I think I'm okay. It's just like a process. But now I feel better. I'm like, I'm just going to breathe. I'm going to do what I have to do. And we'll 
we'll be fine. Yeah. And you're still at the university technically, are you not? Are yes. you still you're still working mm-hmm. technically yeah. at yeah. the university. I work with my PI for eight months. Well, so, so you've got eight months of this comfortable, still on the campus, not in GradCast, yeah. but still on campus. Trying to vi- uh, find things to do in London. Trying you. to find things to do <laughs> in London. <laughs> trying yeah. to lock us down. Um, okay, bing, bing, bing. I want to do another giant question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is my secret question. Team Edward or Team Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> it was so obvious it was going to be this. I don't care. I saw it was the top question in the pile, and I immediately went, that's I mean, I'm just going to say it's going to be Team Edward. I'm pretty sure I'm just not a fan of imprinting on a baby, so Jacob is out. You imprinted on my baby. (laughs) (laughs) But he did explain that when it's a baby, he's not trying to have sex with them or anything like that. It's just like a dad. (laughs) I don't know if... I've never seen the movies. I just know. You just know the meme. (laughs) Sure, 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 sure. No, I'm Team Jacob. You're Team Jacob? (laughs) Oh my god. I feel like Edward and like Yucky. they have a kind of a toxic relationship. I don't like when like people treat them each other that way. I have a, <laughs> I have a quote for this one too. It's uh But I where the hell you been, Loka? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I see the yeah. What about you? Um can I be Team Charlie? I have Who's if I have team to Team Charlie. That's her dad. No. <laughs> you cannot be Team Charlie. <laughs> Okay, if I can't be Team Charlie. So creepy. Or Team Carlisle. Mm. Who's Carlisle? His dad. (laughs) Edward's dad and Bella's dad. Well, if I can't be Team one of the dads, then I would be Team Edward because uh, Robert Pattinson, I'm obsessed. Well, I was obsessed specifically as a teenager. If that's a criteria, of course I choose that too. I think he's very attractive. Well, it is. If I'm just no, but Jacob is also attractive. If I'm just reading the books, it's not because I read that book, Midnight Sun, from his perspective, and it really gave me the ick and creeped me out. (laughs) However, from the movies, um, both of them are hot. Yeah, I mean the wig was really bad though. He's a wig. Jacob Lautner wears. Yeah, but then Jacob Lautner. Jacob. Taylor Lautner. <laughs> but then Edward has like these like sparkly skin that looks so dumb. Listen, I love glitter. So, honestly. <laughs> but glitter on him didn't look good. It's just <laughs> Laura, like sad. You will not change my mind. <laughs> he had drawn on this abs. They you, were terrible. You've thought about this a lot. So. <laughs> this is nostalgic for me at this point. I don't, I feel like even though now I look and I'm like, man, he looks really young when I watch the movies, which I do <laughs> roughly once a month. This is my comfort activity during my PhD. Uh, and even when Same. I watch them, I'm like, I don't actively, I'm not actively like, wow, that probably 22-year-old is so hot. But I'm like, I can still see exactly why I thought he was attractive when I was 14. However, Fair. now it's moved on. Now it's Charlie's number one. Oh, my God. We're so old. <laughs> Now and their dad is the, is the attractive one. He was in what Gilmore Girls. He was so attractive in Gilmore Girls. Was yeah. he in Gilmore Girls? He was one of the uh, one of Lorelai's boyfriends. I mean, if it's attractiveness, I'm Team Bella. <laughs> <laughs> I pick one of the humans. Um, well, I'm so glad I got to ask that question because Sharon called it immediately when I said I picked a question. So, um, but it was a surprise. <laughs> Jenna, are you team sunset or sunrise? You have to choose Sharon one. said, I'm team big sun can go to hell. <laughs> I actually like sunrises. Oh, my God. But because like, after that is dark. <laughs> sunrise is, um, sunrise it's is morning. It's oh, daytime. Okay, okay. So because the day like is just sunrise? beginning. 
Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say sunset. <laughs> sunrise? That's your choice? Yeah. Laura, yeah. what about you? He keeps surprising me with all of his every sing <laughs> Every single day, Sharon surprises Laura. It's amazing. <laughs> There's nothing but surprises with Sharon. No, I like them equally. I love both. Really? Me too. I think uh, I, I really enjoy going... I can just picture like sitting on the beach and watching the sunset and being like, wow, I had a great day. Like when we went and we exactly. watched the sunset at the beach, beautiful. it's so beautiful. What a nice end to the day. But also sunrise, getting up. I'll get up at my house, walk into my kitchen and the sun, it's perfectly like the sun comes in the front window and I get up and I'm like, wow. What a, a great start to the day right. that I walk in and the sun is like beaming on my face. But I'm like, yes, <laughs> too. It makes this me is happy. perfect. And when there's no sunrise, it Twilight feels, vibes. It feels so <laughs> sad. It's like, no, life, life, it's not worth living. Why do I need to? <laughs> Maybe that a little too much. <laughs> Bella, new moon. It's Laura's true. sitting in that chair. She's depressed. <laughs> I, I hate waking up to a dark day. Uh -huh. it's, it doesn't feel like I should no, be No, I up. love, listen. You can I, give me fall vibes. I love fall vibes. I can I can appreciate almost any weather. However, if I have to go outside, then I'm very specific about my weather. But if I'm in my house, cozy, or no, in my like, house looking I, out at the sun. I mean, like, waking up. Mm. Waking up, I need mm. the sun. Mm -hmm. But then, like, it can be a rainy day. I love okay. rainy okay. days. Okay. I love She wants days. to see the sun, and then the sun can go away. Yes. <laughs> but the sun has like, to say good morning. Exactly. Just, like, my body needs it to say, like, yes, you, you start moving. It's the time. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I will say, when I was in PEI, we went to Cavendish Beach, and I was like, okay, we're going to wait for the sunset so I can take a picture and show it to Laura and Brittany. Whoa, 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 whoa. And then it was taking too long, and I'm like, we're leaving. <laughs> I was oh like, this God. is not worth Almost. it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you actually enjoyed it. And no. you didn't. Oh my he said, God. then I changed my opinions forever. Yeah, I was like, Jeez. this is taking too long. He said, One day we're going to watch a sunset or a We're going to you, <laughs> sit your ass down or watch it's the like sunset. We're going to torture you. <laughs> we're going to torture you like the clockwork orange sure yeah. <laughs> and we're going to put your eyes like that yep. and we're going to force you to it's watch like it you all. think i've Half never seen hour. one <laughs> it'll be perfect yes. and laura and i will just be happy, happy. <laughs> <Yes>. yay <laughs> sounds great right. oh my gosh okay well laura your time here has ended i think laura. you mean dr laura Sorry, oh, Dr. Laura Munoz-Bayana. <laughs> First of all, I want to say, do you have anything? I didn't even, I didn't think to ask before, but do you have anything you want to plug in terms of social media? You have a Twitter account. Yeah, it's uh, L-A-U-R-A-B-A-M-7. Well, Laura. since you're editing this, you can put it into the description. <laughs> and I will put it on the description, yeah. That's perfect. I follow Laura. I don't know if you tweet very often. No, but I repose your tweets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's there to be support for me. And through Laura, you can find my Twitter account. <laughs> this is actually this is actually promo for my Twitter account. This is where the influencer career starts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I've got like 20 followers. One of them is Laura. She's just my biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> She's my biggest supporter. Um, Laura, do you have anything you want to say? You're wrapping up your time on Gragcast. Your final mm. final time talking to the audience, final time talking to me and Sean ever. Just no. <laughs> just kidding. But guys, like if you can do things like Gradcast, it's great. If you can meet people from different departments, it's ideal. Usually they give you perspective. You get out of your own head. I think I'm super grateful for Gradcast and knowing you and like everyone in the comedy. It was a lot of fun and like I think it's it made life a lot better. 
Uh, so yeah, if you're coming to grad school, make sure you're involved in other type of activities, get to know people, talk, be interested in their research, even though sometimes it doesn't look interesting. At the end, you'll find out that it is interesting. So For sure. just give it a try. I mean, not that we really focus so much on Laura's research today, <laughs> but it is interesting. Mm-hmm. As long as someone's interested in talking about their research, yeah, if I'm ever, interested in hearing If you ever it. want to understand about viruses, come to me. Laura, <laughs> Laura can tell you a lot about viruses. <laughs> yes. She's got a great slideshow she could show you. Yeah. She showed me in Sharon, too. Just tweet at Laura. <laughs> at Laura. Just at Laura. She'll get back, probably. Um, okay, well, I guess with that, I'm going to do our final outro as a group, as me and Laura as official co-hosts, mm-hmm. even though Sharon is here as the co-host today. <laughs> So this has been GradCast, the official radio show and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. I've been your host, Brittany Melton, and my co-host today was Sharon Mander. Uh, We've been speaking with Dr. Laura (laughs) Munoz-Bayana, and this episode was also produced by Dr. Laura Munoz-Bayana. If you would like to get involved with the show or get in contact with us, email us at gradcast.com at sogs.ca you can follow us on instagram facebook or twitter at gradcast radio to listen to us we are on radio western 94.9 fm you can also find all of our episodes wherever you find your podcasts thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day enjoy the sunset It's practicality. Hello, hello. It's practicality. You cannot hear me, right? Guys, can you hear me? Yeah. Um, I cannot believe you knew it was purple. I cannot believe it. For <laughs> me, that's insane. I'm like, when is your color purple? You don't look like a purple person. <laughs> the rudest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> You're not a purple person. <laughs> yeah. he only okay, chose what Western. do you think is Brit's favorite color? What's Brittany's favorite color? Um, I think it's only, but I don't remember. So I'm going to say what I think. I'm going to say it's either orange or yellow. Uh, I no. do like yellow though. I thought it would be like orange. I know yellow or blue. Uh, yellow, blue, top, top three, top color green. Top color green, me Same too. As her. <laughs> Maybe different shades of green. Yes. What favorite color? What favorite shade? No, of green? yours would be like. I feel like yours is either all or it's like dark green. All greens. I like green as a as a concept. <laughs> as, a, as a lifestyle. <laughs> Mine is.